finds Rose. Rose trying to get open, fires away. Bang! It's over! The Bulls win at the buzzer! Inside the 30, Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. Here's the 01. This is going to be a tough play. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Goal to Go podcast. We are a couple days late recording this, but um, due to some unforeseen circumstances, but we are here. We made it. Sorry, everybody. That's my bad. Actually, wasn't Monday night Jordan's fault? Yeah, Monday was Jordan. Listen, I had planned. Tuesday was Jordan as well. I let the people know I was not going to be here on Monday night. Monday night was Reese and Jalen's responsibility. The people know this. I told the people on the podcast last week, had you listened to it, Jalen, you would have known. I did listen I, to it. I told the people. And I so I it was not my responsibility to be here. I had already petitioned Reese for the day off. He had granted it. The CEO had granted it. And well, um, so that was on you, my dog. The reality is the people want all three of us. So That's we're true. just giving what the people want. Amen. Honestly. Well, the reason he probably didn't hear it is because I was a week late posting the last one. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's my B. I'll uh, I'll go ahead and take the blame. We um we've got a decent amount to cover tonight. Nothing groundbreaking, um, except for one big piece of NBA news today mm-hmm. that go came balls, out baby. came out of absolute left field. Nobody saw this coming. We were, everybody was waiting for the imminent trade for Dame to the Heat. Just any moment it was going to happen. And Jordan, I think, texted, I think over the last couple of days, I think that was kind of trending towards not happening. I mean, I agree with you. Like, I mean, if, yeah, yeah, but it, there was this whole offseason, there's been trends right. of like, oh, this is happening. It's a done deal. Oh, just right. kidding. Well, when his agent has said, like, he's going to ask for a trade for whoever he gets sent to, I mean, it just the real question is the real question is about Dame this Dame trade that we're sorry do we want to continue with the agenda or do we want to get into this I apologize well let me let me break it down real quick yeah break it down real quick go ahead go ahead so the Bucks he's out of, get, he's out of practice folks I'm sorry it's been a while it's been a while the Bucks get Dame that's it that's it the Blazers receive Drew Holiday DeAndre Ayton Tumani Kamara. 2029 first round pick and a couple of pick swaps. The Suns get Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. So, to me, I know who I think the clear winner of this trade is. I think Jay agrees. I think Jordan has a little bit different opinion. So, Jay, I'll let you go ahead and break it down. Yeah. Who your before, winner is? Before we get into this, I I want to take a poll. What was more shocking? The fact that Toronto was the front runner as of two days ago, or the fact that Dame got traded to the Bucks, both I mean, pretty shocking. I think it's shocking. I think it's shocking that he got traded to the Bucks just for this simple reason that there we heard a lot of talk that the Blazers want picks in young players, and 
the Bucks didn't have any picks, you know. So when they got there to talk about another or young players, right? Yeah, I mean, or young players. So then it was like, okay, well, how are you going to get that done? And so they were going to bring in a third team, and obviously they bring in the Suns, um, who kind of added, you know, obviously Aiton is a young guy at center, and when you're you're losing Nurkic, which I think it's a great pickup for the Suns. I mean. I think if you were going to rank like how they came out on this, I mean, I think the Suns won this more than more oh, than the the There's Bucks no did. Evidence. Just just because like I think the Suns are going to be a better team. Obviously, the Bucks got the best player, but I think Nurkic fits the Suns really well. Um, the Bucks obviously, you know, getting Dame is great. But they lost a very valuable thing that has been a part of the Bucks the last several years, and that's been their depth. Um, and they lost uh, Grayson Allen, which is I I think an underrated um, loss for them. Go Duke, baby! And you know I obviously I think very highly of Drew Holiday. I think he's one of the more underrated players in all of the NBA. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so but he's about to go to a contender anyway. So that I mean. He he. You have, yes. that, you have to take that into account though too, right? Like, they're probably gonna get some picks or two good young players for Drew Holiday, right? Right. So like, they have to. They have to. It's not like get... this trade isn't done yet, right? Like as it right. sits now, I would right. argue, yes, I think Phoenix wins this trade. I think Aiton has underperformed, but I also think that like he's been overshot. I mean, he has stinking right. Devin I Booker, CP3, think... and Kevin Durant, like. Obviously, right. he's going to be the fourth option. But also, you have to take into consideration, the Bucks, in my opinion, are the worst team in this trade, right? Like, they, they got the best player for sure, but, like, really, right. what, what does that even mean? I mean, Giannis, Dame, and Middleton, and Lopez, like, that's a great starting four. Start, yeah, like, I don't even know who their fifth starter would be, but, like, right. well, Middleton's going to get injured. Right, that's it's inevitable. Dame Dame is also going to get injured. I like Dame, but he's going to get injured. Yeah, and you have taken to take into account what what happens when Portland flips Drew Holiday and gets picks. Does you know what I mean? Like, right, if they can get if they can get those picks, if they can get picks or even a good young player, then you kind of start weighing. Okay, well, did they actually win? It really is dependent on what they get for Drew Holiday because I do agree with you. I think Drew Holiday is super underrated, um, but he just doesn't fit with Portland. Once right. I found oh, out that for they sure. were trying to trade him, that makes yeah. more sense to me personally. For sure. I just think that, you know, I, I think in most of these trades, whenever you're talking about trading a star player and who wins and loses that trade, I think that's, I mean, it's a little bit dumb because – Obviously, the Bucks are going to be better this year with Dame than without Dame, right? I, I think they're a better team with, with Dame. They're a better offense. It fits what they want to do. I don't know why you're making those faces. Um, it, it, it fits what they want to do. Dame is obviously a baller. If he can stay healthy, it takes a lot of the um, load off of Giannis. Um, but, you know, the Suns are obviously going to be a good team this year. Portland is going to be terrible right we all agree that portland is going to be bad trash likely. oh dude absolute absolute trash. trash but three years from now when dame is 
how old? 36, 35, something like that. Is he 32 or 33? Uh, he's 33. Yeah, name's 33. Yeah, so, 33. so when he's 36, you know, I think Portland, you're going to look back at this and be like, yeah, Portland, you know, came out on top. But I think yeah, that's but, the way it always works with these well, trades. But also, though, also, though, Portland, like, I think, like, not to compare this to baseball. I, I understand that, like, baseball is completely different. But, like, in 2016, the Cubs traded a lot to win the series, right? Yeah. And, like, as fans, we were like, oh, worth it, right? Like, <coughs> to me, I still think it was worth it to trade all the stuff to get Chapman. Yeah. It's kind of the same with the Bucks, right? Like, they're very clearly the favorite now in the East. I would still say even without this trade, they're still the favorite in the East, right? Like, you got, you got Cleveland, Miami. The reality is, like, Miami's the Sixers, good. the Boston. Sixers, Boston, but Joel Embiid's there for one more year and then he's gone. Boston can never Come win. To Chicago, when it Joel. Come to Chicago. Uh, yeah, right. The Bulls aren't going to be doing anything for another fifty years. <laughs> the thing that is, to me, that's scary about Portland is like, sure, like they might be good in three years, but like, there's like three or four teams up and coming in the West, right? Like Denver's not going anywhere. Sacramento right. is not going anywhere. But Golden State I is. Golden State is. Golden I understand State that, is. but, like, they're still there. The Lakers, they got a good core. I understand, like, once LeBron leaves, it goes downhill from there. But, like, the Lakers are still good. The Clippers, if the Clippers can stay healthy, one of the best teams in the West. That's a big if. That's and also team. Phoenix. That's and not also even Oklahoma if. City. And also the Spurs, right? The Spurs, they're not going to be gone. They're not going to be down for long. They're too right. good of an organization. So I think, like, yeah, but, Portland's going to be good in three years, but is this going to be uh, Portland was good when they had Nurkic and McCollum and Dame? Yeah, sure, they were good, but, like, they never won. Yes, because that team was always, like, seven, eight seed. Rarely. And injured. Right, and injured. I think if this Portland team does what <laughs> – and, and injured. Also, right. that has to be taken into account that Nurkic is for sure going to be hurt. In right, he is definitely going to be hurt. But the thing is, like... Oh, it just they, dropped. Nurkic is out for the season. Oh, already? Just kidding. Yeah, he looked at the floor wrong. <laughs> he looked at the floor. Whoa, Bob. Bomb. Whoa, yeah, let's, bomb, baby. <laughs> broke, broke his foot trying to check into the game. Right. Let's let's take this real quick. I don't want to spend too much time on this. I have, as, a hot, I have to tell you guys my hot take. Before we finish this, yeah, too. please do it. Okay, yeah, that'll be the last thing we do right. on, on this on this take. Okay, as Bulls fans, how does this trade make you feel? I'll go last. The Bulls freaking suck. That was literally Bulls, my first text. The Bulls are stinking terrible. Excuse me. Sorry, mom. They. Hey, I'm wondering. Let's take the over under on how many podcasts it takes Jalen to do before he doesn't have to say sorry mom on on one of them <laughs> i think we're like four or five in a row bro like this is all it took gonna be grounded after this right race. this is all right. it took to get top five best point guard in the league right now this is also potentially like you could argue top 10 in the league like i would i would for sure obviously put him top 10 in the league as far as pure score this is all it took as far as pure score it's this is all it took like this is it. Like you're telling me, like if the Bucks were able to keep Giannis, 
Lopez and Middleton. You're telling me the Bulls couldn't keep their core and get Dame? That was my thing. I could not believe they kept Middleton. I yeah, that was a big that was a big at the very least you get Middleton or very soon, like upcoming first round picks. This the earliest you got was 2029. Yeah. What? Right. 2020. That's 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 a long way away. That's because that's the Bucks only. That's why I said at the beginning I was surprised that the Bucks could do it because they had no first round picks until then. And so when they brought in another team, I thought, well, surely they'll get some picks, but I guess it makes sense that the Suns don't have any picks either, you know, after trading uh, for Durant last year. So, but this kind of, like to answer your question, Reese, this kind of comes into my hot take, okay? Let's hear it. Okay. For the last two seasons, pretty much, season and a half, season and three quarters, whatever, what have we been hearing is the excuse for why the Bulls are terrible. Anybody know? I thought that was rhetorical. No. Because <laughs> we what don't have, have Michael here? Jordan? Well, that too. No, everybody for the last season and three quarters has been saying, man, if we can just get Lonzo Ball back, we'll be fine. How many times have you guys heard some doofus say that? As if That's Lonzo Ball is ever going to play again. Lonzo Ball is the savior of the Bulls. Listen, the Bulls were really good when Lonzo played for that seven-game stretch. <laughs> for that half a season, <laughs> for that half a season that Lonzo was playing, the Bulls played. He had, played a, long, he had a longer, games. He had a longer career than Aaron Rodgers did with the Jets. That's all I'm saying. Yikes! <laughs> Yikes! So here's not by much. Here's my take. Okay, the Bulls have been talking for a couple years. We don't have a point guard. All right, we don't have a guy that can be a floor general that can do what Lonzo Ball does. When Lonzo gets back, we'll be better. That's the that's the key to this thing, is we need a Lonzo Ball type of player. In the Eastern Conference, list off the point guards for me. We got Dame now, right? Uh, you got Jalen Brunson in New York. You have, I mean, I guess he's not a guard, but you Donovan got Jason. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, Darius Gordon Dragic. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Um, so you got some oh, dudes. Also, Phoenix has Bradley Beal, right? Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you, you have some you have some dudes in the Eastern Conference at point guard, right? Tell me I'm crazy, but should the Bulls not go after Drew Holiday with everything they have? I don't think that's the answer. I think the Bulls problems are much deeper than that. I agree, and I think the Bulls should have torn this bad boy down long ago. But if you're going to be dumb enough to continually run this bad boy back and say, oh, we just need Lonzo Ball. We just need Lonzo Ball. We just need a point guard that can play defense and stretch the floor a little bit. Would it not make sense if that's what you are saying you need the most on this team? Because sure. Patrick Beverly came over here and did work. He made, Patrick Beverly. Pat Bev is the man. Made this team better. Okay. So I'm saying Drew Holiday is not only a phenomenal defender, a really good point guard, he's an amazing teammate, and he's an awesome leader, and he's actually won something. Mm-hmm. Who is the player on this team that has won anything other than Alex Caruso? Can, can Zach I, Levine won a couple of slam dunk contests. Zach Levine won a couple of questionable slam dunk contests. Yikes. That's Hot it. Hot take. Right? Aaron the reality Daniel is this, though. This is why this is why the Bulls won't do that. Are you ready? They're the Bulls. Because that makes sense. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, does it? The not Bulls make are going to go after like Cam Payne to fill the okay. So they got they got Alex Caruso, they got Kobe White, they got Io Desumu, they got uh, they signed Javon Carter, which I think is a really good signing, but stop not as a starter. Oh, my stop it. I think it's a good signing. You think Javon Carter is a good signing as a backup point guard? Yeah, I think he's fine, and that's another reason why I think Drew Holiday should be your starter. Javon Carter should never start games for the Bulls. But Javon Carter shouldn't is, even be in the NBA. Stop. The dude is like 95. That is tough. He's not even good. The, oh my. Now you're just talking. I can't crazy. believe you said he's a good, he's a good signing. That's wild. That's I wild. think he is a solid backup signing. If you're signing him to be a starter, you're dumb. Reckless. But in a league where Chris Dunn played for several years... Javon Carter is an NBA player. Yeah, but the what reality I'm is, saying Drew is, Holiday isn't. But Drew Holiday isn't a great starting point guard in the NBA. He's not. Is he better than the guys the Bulls have on their current yeah, roster? Yeah, but okay. So let's be mediocre again and get drafted in the middle of the pack and if never you have, get good again. Listen, if you run it back with the team you have, you're missing the playoffs. And Drew Holiday is not going to help them. Drew Holiday on this team gets them in the playoffs. I, I think. I think ultimately, I'm saying listen, play losers, listen, everybody. Listen, Who I cares? agree. You're still we, a loser. I agree. We're all on the same page that the Bulls stink and they should have torn this thing down. We all feel that way. They should have traded everyone. They should have traded Demar. They shouldn't have resigned Booch. Like they should have just hit the reset button and done whatever they could to make this team better. But they didn't, and they're going to try to run it back again. And I promise you, if Iodasumu is starting games, that's not helping the Bulls. If Alex Caruso is starting games, that's not helping the Bulls either because he's going to get hurt just as quickly as Nurkic is going to get hurt. It's ridiculous. If you're going to tell me that we need Lonzo Ball, is there a veteran point guard out there that can play the style of basketball that Lonzo kind of plays? Drew Holiday is that guy. Okay. I I don't know that it's like a crazy – Hot take. I think it depends on what the Bulls have to give up. What would right? what would be too much? Because what, if you're gonna, because if you're, you, they don't have what assets are untouchable to you. <laughs> like seriously, what guys would you be like? Oh man, stinks to part with him. I don't. I don't think it's guys that are on the team. I think it would be picks would be the the biggest thing. And that's give way up. too much. We what are we? We're trading the the fifteenth pick every Still. year. And that's why we're mediocre. That's why we've been mediocre since the '90s. I agree with you, and we because we do stuff, stuff like that. Okay, I understand. Correction: Outside of the Derrick Rose era, that's why we've been mediocre since the '90s. I can't, I right. can't slander. Right. My we lucked into the, but even that, we were mediocre, and we, we got lucky with Derrick. We we got lucky with Derrick Rose. We got lucky to draft him because our odds weren't that great. Remember? Everybody gets lucky to draft everybody. It's the way it happens. I understand, but that year we shouldn't have got the first pick. All right. I'm just saying. I think Drew Holiday should be the starting point guard on the Bulls. And then how unlucky were we when he tore his ACL? About as unlucky as Lonzo Ball. I think all the time. End of a career. Okay, let's change topics. Yeah, let's let's go into something more depressing. Let's talk about something more fun. The Bears. 
NBA. He wants to go first. <laughs> All right. So it is Wednesday. It's been a couple days since the Bears got absolutely – I don't know. It was a nail-biter until about four minutes into the game. The interesting thing in that game was that Taylor Swift was there. Yeah, it was a nail-biter until they got off the bus. Yeah. 41 to 10 at Arrowhead. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I mean, come on, dude. <laughs> like, this is, this they like the showed up and they're like, hey, you're calling out a we're Oregon. They were so bad. At least this is, this is what happened in Minnesota, okay? I don't know what happened where you guys, where, where all you are listening from. The Bulls still lost here, too. I, I mean, the Bears. I, no, no, no. This is what I'm about to say. They, that game was so bad. <laughs> They cut from the broadcast in like right. the middle of the third to another game. I think they they continued on here, but they didn't that's... up here. That's how bad that game was. Out of market. <laughs> yeah, they cut it. They cut it. They're like these people are trash. They should they should have cut it. They at went the... to another game. They should have cut it at halftime. <laughs> they are making millions of dollars. And Fox said, nah, these jokers are trash. We're going to another game. You know what game they showed? You know what game they showed? I'll let you guess. Go ahead, guess. Take a guess. I can't even remember who was going on in that window. Can anybody guess what game they went to? Was it the Rams? Huh? Was it the Rams? If you tell me it was the Texans, I'm going to. It was the Rams. No, it wasn't. The Rams were last night. It was. uh, uh, Hold on. I I will find it. Hold on. Because I remember laughing. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Okay, Reese, Reese go, ahead. go ahead. Give us the stat line before we give us the, yeah. the breakdown. Justin Fields had a MVP caliber game, <laughs> at least as far <laughs> as far as, as his numbers are concerned. <laughs> uh, 11 for 22, 99 yards, one touchdown, one interception, and 11 carries for 47 rushing yards. That's my quarterback. <laughs> Listen, listen. Let him let him get through the rest of the stat line. Let him break it down right. real quick, right. and then we'll then we'll go off. Real I mean, there's really not much to break down. We scored ten points. Yes, but just give the stat lines, and then we'll talk about it. DJ Moore had three catches for forty-one yards and a touchdown. Um, let's see. Did we have anybody rush the ball for more than? Okay. No. Rashawn Johnson rushed the ball for thirty-eight yards on eight carries. Khalil Herbert looked terrible again. 31 yards on seven carries for Herbert. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. There's really not much more of a stat line to go over. It was about as embarrassing as the Buffs getting destroyed by the Ducks. Yeah, Yeah, that was rough. That was my game to watch last week on the pod. I don't know. I don't know which game was worse. Uh, Listen, the Bears game is definitely worse because you are a bunch of paid professionals. Yeah, yeah. And you got so is Colorado too. Yeah, kind of. Coach Prime, baby. Don't even get paid amateurs. Paid amateurs, but dude, you're in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. It was the the only thing. Like, listen, you were playing a game. You lost forty-one to ten. And you're still the laughing stock of the league the same week that a team gave up 70 points. People are still making fun of you more than they're making fun of that team. 
That's how bad you were. The Dolphins are really good, though. So are the Chiefs. This is this is the thing though. This Seventy is points, and you're you're the one that's getting made fun of because your offense is that yeah. inept. Yeah. So, the Bears are going to lose to the Broncos. By the way, there's, I hope they do. There's there's absolutely no doubt in my mind. This is the this is the crazy thing to me. Okay. It wasn't it 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 wasn't the fact that they lost right like. The Chiefs are good. Right, like they're they're they've been to what like three or four straight NFC championships game, championship games, like their Super Bowl champ. I mean, like oh, the, the Chiefs are good. They have the best quarterback in the NFL, right? They have one of the best head coaches. They have a great defense. They have great hold weapons. On, hold on, Jay, back up. The best head coach. Who's the best quarterback in the league? Patrick Mahomes. He was gonna. Reese was trying to let you. He was trying to serve that up. Brock Purdy. I just you that missed that, but. That was, like, that was hey, like uh, Justin Fields to DJ Moore in completion yeah. right there. Go, go, just didn't go even Niners. know what happened. Just didn't even know go what Niners. happened. Go Niners. Don't even, don't even, even, get, me started. Don't even get me started on my Niners, baby. I can talk all day about a good football team. Well, This is the thing, though. The Chiefs are good, right? So it's not the fact that they lost. Nobody expected them to win. It's the fact that they literally look so incompetent. Like, mm-hmm. that was the thing that was most wild to me, right? Like, not the right. fact that they lost. was the fact that, like, they literally couldn't throw the ball yeah. and get a completion. They, like, they, the couldn't, even run, run the they ball. couldn't even yeah. stop. They couldn't even stop the Chiefs, right? Like, every, every aspect of that game, from play calling to special teams to defense, was a literal joke. Mm-hmm. was a literal joke. That's what was so alarming to me. It wasn't even like, I didn't even see one play where I was like, okay, here we go. Even like yeah. when Justin Fields was throwing the ball downfield, he looked bad. Like yeah. he missed a lot of downfield stuff. Right. And a the lot. one the one he threw like in DJ's bread basket, he dropped. But I right, mean, and and, he, and that wasn't his fault, right? But even the risk, like, nobody cared. And it's right. week three. Week three. How do you not care? It's week three. I also, I'm almost done. I yeah. know I've been talking a lot. I also just want to say, right. I told all of you jokers that Justin Fields was not the guy. I also said that Brock Purdy is the man. So clearly, you all need to listen to me when it comes to quarterback play because I clearly know what I'm talking about. That's you I'm know talking. what you're talking about with quarterback play better than you know about pitching rotations because you also hey, were the guy who left Justin Steele. Steel so yeah, you looked awful yesterday, though. Don't even. What are you talking about? Yesterday, he was great. The last two starts before yesterday, he was awful. He they he was not good yesterday. He went six and a third with two runs, I think. Three earned. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, Two locked. Put him on the stakes. They still lost. Put him on the stakes. Yeah, because the bullpen can't hold a lead. This is talking about football, not baseball. Okay, we'll get to the baseball thing. Here's my thoughts on the Bears. They're bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Uh, They're bad. And Justin Fields is bad. No, no. They are... 
horrendous. Worse bad. They're worse than bad. And Justin Fields is bad, and the coaching is bad. And anything that Justin – listen, Justin, I told you guys at the end of last season as we were kind of talking going into this year that Justin still needed to prove himself as a passer. But he at least showed qualities that allowed your team to score points. Like he at least showed the ability to move the ball and put up points. Last year when the Bears were going good, they were putting up close to 30 points a game. They played the Dolphins incredibly tough last year. They were in a couple games there that they shouldn't have been in, but they were in because of Justin Fields. Justin Fields ran for almost 1,300 yards last year. He the still Dolphins needed to show you. Tua, by the he's, way. No, Tua was played that game. Don't even pretend. Tua played that game. You can go back and look. Every time you say something like this, you end up being wrong. So the thing is, as <coughs> I'm dying, um, they coached every good part of Justin Fields out of Justin Fields. He doesn't even he doesn't even run well anymore. And I don't even understand how that's possible, how you can teach that out of him, that they want him to stay in the pocket so badly that they won't even let him be aggressive to move the ball. No matter what Justin Fields does on Sunday, they don't win that game because the defense is awful. The secondary is terrible. The D-line gets about as much pressure as if the three of us went out there and padded up and got on the line. We wouldn't even get close to the quarterback. I think the closest we came to Patrick Mahomes is when Yannick accidentally rolled up his ankle after he was pushed three seconds after the ball was already out. Like, that's the closest we got to Patrick Mahomes. So the Bears team is just, they're terrible. And when they lose to the Broncos this week, I hope that everyone is fired. I have an honest question for you guys. Go ahead. If if the Bears played the Georgia Bulldogs... <laughs> They would win. You really think they would win? Yeah. I, w- I do. I don't think any college team is good enough to beat any NFL team. I just don't. Mm. I just don't. I don't, I don't think because every player on that team for the Bears is an NFL player. They shouldn't be. Debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. Valid. Uh Okay, valid point. What I <laughs> what I am saying though is like it would at least be a close game, I think. I, I really do. I don't think it would be. I really do. Hey yo, Kirby. I, I tell you this, this though, Kirby happen. Kirby Smart hook, hook up and get this game started. It'd be great. Yeah, Kirby Smart would out coach Fluce in a heartbeat. I would be more concerned about the coaching discrepancy than the player discrepancy. Okay, if Jalen Carter was still on on Georgia. I would still think the Bears won. Jalen Carter is so good. And is, I don't Bears think, messed that pick up, bro. They messed that pick up about six different ways. They, they, they why probably are they so but why are they so bad? Right? Like how so, can it, but how can Because the their coaching guys, is bad, their quarterback is bad, they have no running game, their wide receivers stink, right. their offensive line is horrible, their tight end stink, their defensive line stinks, their secondary stinks. <laughs> That was a rhetorical You question. forgot their mom stink too. Like, how can a franchise be run so poorly? Oh, and their their defensive coordinator got ran off by the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> and then they tried to deny it. Like, oh, no, everything's fine here. Like, 
Bro, listen. Okay. Well, they st- they're, you asked why they're so bad. Here's the real reason. No, I, but, I hold on. Stop. <laughs> they not only, like, they potentially have had the worst month of any franchise that I think I've ever known, right? Like, you've been destroyed. In professional sports ever. Ever. You have been destroyed the first three weeks of the season. Like, you don't even look like you're a good team. You had your offensive line guarding Soldier Field like some Joe Schmo in Chicago, Illinois. So $100,000 of equipment from your field. Like Soldier Field, nonetheless. Like how ironic is that? That somebody stole something from Soldier Field and then not only did you lie about your defensive coordinator leaving for mental health. I Joker think that was, was that was being, Alan Williams who said that. That was not regardless. Still part of the Bears organization. Very clear integrity not issues. Anymore. Not, not anymore. Not anymore. Homeboy gets taken out by the FBI. They come into Howis Hall. Oh, everything's fine here. We're good. We're ready to go play for the Chiefs. Really? Because you were awful against the Chiefs. I'm done. They're so bad. They're so bad because they're on the defensive side of the ball. One, they don't have very good players. Two, their D-line is horrendous. Like, seriously, I their defensive line gets zero pressure. And your secondary, with Kyler Gordon out, you had Jalen Johnson get hurt and leave this game for portions of it. You had Luckily, Eddie Jackson was out. You had Stevenson leave for portions of this game. Jaquan Brisker um, struggling to stay on the field. The secondary is bad, but whenever you get zero pressure, the linebackers have to play off coverage. Like So they're playing like 10 yards back, and they're playing a soft zone because you they know they can't guard anybody for that long because they know the D-line's not going to get there. So the only way that this team can get pressure is if they blitz. And you don't really want to blitz Patrick Mahomes because he might beat you 41 to 10. Oh, wait. Yeah. That, <clears throat> that's why the Bears stink. Because they won't change anything. They won't change anything except for the thing that they did well, and that's run their quarterback. And okay. they're awful. They're just awful. They're all awful. I hope... They all lose. So going back to Alan Williams, defensive coordinator, he resigned last week for, quote, inappropriate conduct. That's about all that they gave us. After This was after he um, took some time away from the team. Flew's called the place last watch, week. Watch what you're going to say, Jalen. I see your face right now. <laughs> you better watch yourself. Him and Mel Tucker been hanging out too much, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hey, real question. <laughs> Biggest dumpster fire, Michigan State or the Bears? The Bears. Like, seriously, because Michigan State has had some, some crazy stuff Bro, happen over the last This is just years. start for Michigan State. The Bears have been this bad since 07. <laughs> no, I'm saying like <laughs> Michigan State and their scandals. Like they've had some the crazy stuff. I wouldn't happen. be shocked if somebody okay. had in that. Next, next Bears question. 
I know I know my answer on this. Yes, the answer is yes. Should Agent Bajit, Tyson Bajit, be started? I don't really – I mean, sure, but I, I don't really think it matters. Here's my thing. To be honest with you. Here's my thing. You said this was Justin Fields' prove-it year. I think he's already proven that he's not our quarterback. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to commit that much to him, let him play all 17. For sure. That's how I that's, – I, I agree with that. I agree with that. You know Bajan's well, not the – you know he's not the quarterback. Kind of. Or, or do you – this this is the thing though, right? Like, <clears throat> I I don't I I think Justin Field. I don't think he's the guy. I, I I've said that since the very beginning, and I, and I'll stick to that until he actually does something worthwhile. I don't think he's that. Like, I think he could be a good quarterback. There it is in, in the right system and with the right people. Right. Like I think he has all of the mechanics, right? Like I mean, what is the the common comparison is, is Cam Newton, right? Like Cam was good in Carolina. Up, I mean, like he was the MVP, right? Like they were fifteen to one, they went to the Super Bowl, and then and then he wasn't, but like he was good for for a number of years. Yeah. So like, or do you do you put do you put in uh, the backup? Do you trade Fields to the Jets? The Jets need somebody, do or do you trade him to somebody that needs a quarterback, but also like not to be this person, but like I don't I don't necessarily know if Caleb Williams is going to be the next like great NFL quarterback either. I think he'll be good. Justin Fields was good in college. This he didn't is have a, the hype that Caleb. This Williams is a had different level, dude. Like way different level. Justin, I know, but, but but I'm saying like people are like oh like let's tank for Caleb Williams. Okay, well sure, right, but nobody was to tank. nobody was tanking for Justin Fields. Justin Fields was the fourth quarterback taken in this draft class. Now, granted, I understand. Zach Wilson was the I second. I understand that. I'm saying we like, I'm saying if we if we continue to not play well, they're going to take a quarterback at the top of the draft. And that's and I don't know if that warrants. I don't know if Caleb Williams. All I'm saying is I don't know if Caleb Williams warrants that pick. To be honest with you. Who does? Shut your mouth. I, I'm not. I'm not saying Shut he is. Okay. Not, because here's the deal. Here's the I'm deal. Not say, but listen, listen, listen. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that he like isn't gonna be good. I'm not saying that you use the pick on somebody else. But the reality is, I I also don't know. Like, th- there isn't like a like if it was Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, dude. Like, let's tank. He has Trevor, been Trevor Lawrence. He has been the best player in college diff- football the last couple years, James. Bro, but he's different. It's a different style. He plays the same style that all of these quarterbacks that come, like Justin Fields. Him and Justin Fields play the same style of ball. Caleb Williams is a way better thrower than Justin Fields is. I'm way not better. He's not the guy. I'm. I still think you tank for him and you pick him, but you could be in the situation in three years again. That's all I'm saying. Here's the deal. They will be in that situation. It didn't matter if they drafted Dan Marino. Right. They would be in the I same would. situation because the mm. front office is a wreck, coaching is a wreck, the rest of the team is a wreck. It doesn't matter who you put in that spot. Listen, I will say this. I don't know that the front office is a wreck anymore. I don't think that Ryan Poles is really that bad. He's I the one that's putting the team together. I understand that. I understand that. But what I'm saying is, like, when you have a coach that can get more out of their players, 
Like that makes everybody look better. But when you have a coach that's clearly not getting any good out of any of his players, like have you ever seen like DJ Moore looks pedestrian? Like what? DJ Moore is a very, very good wide loose. receiver. That's what I understand that. I, that's the only thing that I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Like bad coaching hires happen all the time. Sean you, Payton. Sean Payton. <laughs> I would be Payton right now over – I would. I would too. I, I would too. I would too. Would you rather be a Broncos fan or a Bears fan right now? I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm less. Bears fan. I'm less. <laughs> I'm less worried about Ryan Poles than I am about Matt Eberflus. We know Matt Eberflus can't do his job, right? So why is he fired? And that's why we're we're calling. And that's why. Question. That's why I say after this game, everybody knew you were going to lose to Kansas City. But what? But what points? No. What points to Poles being able to quote unquote do his job? Nothing, nothing, nothing does. But what I'm saying he's, is, he's been able to trade for DJ listen, Moore. Listen, I allowed you to trade. talk for like seven and a half minutes. Just chill. Let me just, I'm not saying that Ryan Poles is clearly the man for the job. I'm saying if you told me Ryan Poles gets next year, I'm okay with that. If you tell me that Matt Eberflus is here through the end of next week, I'm very frustrated by that because there's no there's no reason why Matt Eberflus should be the coach of this team. None whatsoever. And I think that Poles knows that. And he everybody knew they were going to lose to the Chiefs. So if it were me, and I said this last week, I think, on the podcast, that if it were me and I was Ryan Poles, you know you're going to lose to the Chiefs, whatever. If you lose to the Broncos at home, as bad as they have been, this season, as bad as they were last year, the fact that they just gave up 70 points. If they lose that game, in a game, by the way, where the Broncos are favored. Points in like 700 yards. Right. <laughs> where the Broncos are favored, which think about that. You're playing a team that just gave up 70 points and you're still yeah. not favored. Right. Okay. If they yeah, lose. Seven. If, they the lose if they lose. <laughs> if they lose this game. If Matt Eberflus makes it to the press conference, then I'm going to question everything that Ryan okay. Poles is. This is the thing, though. I'm not. <clears throat> the Broncos looked really bad last week. Why do you really? take so long? To, why do you take so long to talk? But the, you're like, hey, this is the thing. The two weeks prior to that, though, like the Broncos have had their struggles, but like they just haven't been able to hold on to a lead. So it's not no like, kidding. like no, but 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 I'm saying like they played well week one and week two. They just ended up faltering at the end. Like they looked decent. So like they're they're still, in my opinion, like the Bears are by far the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. Like take out like I understand like the Broncos gave up seventy. Like I get it, dude. Like that looks awful. But like that's like the greatest one of the greatest offenses that we've right. seen in right. the NFL in the past 50 years, if, if not more than 50 years. So, like, I get it, but also... I understand. I understand. There were still saying. good things about the Broncos. Like, there's I, been, like, yeah. things that they can build off of. Right. The Bears, like... But that's what I'm saying, though. If you don't... If you're not competitive... If you come into this game and you're not competitive with the Broncos, a team that you should be competitive with, Eberflu should be gone. Like, he literally should not make it to the locker room to tell the team goodbye. Like, he should be fired on his way off the field. Because, if you would have told me two years ago that the Seahawks would have won the trade by trading away Russell Wilson and getting Drew Locke, I would have laughed at you. 
and they yeah, have absolutely. I think I think everybody though, whenever they traded for Russell Wilson, everybody was like, "Dude, you gave up way too much in the picks that they gave to get Russell Wilson in that contract." Like that is nuts. Yeah, but, but even anyways, if they, even if they traded straight up for Drew Locke, they still won the trade. I, I would I would take a Drew Locke on the bench over Russell Wilson on this Broncos team right now. This is I, I just I just researched this why Matt Eberflus should be fired. We're all in agreement with that. So the go Bears ahead. obviously they're zero and three. They stink with a fifty nine point differential minus fifty nine point differential. What's the Broncos and four hundred and forty five passing yards after at on the season. After being dead last in the NFL in the category last season, Vegas projected the Bears. They projected the win around eight games, mm-hmm. which Vegas is normally pretty spot on with this kind of stuff. Right. So, like, understandable. Okay. He's three and seventeen as the Bears head coach. He has, I think, what he has. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Through twenty games, he has the worst winning percentage of any NFL head coach. So embarrassing. Even Hugh and Jackson had a higher winning percentage. Yikes. Oh, Lord. And we covered this much... last week, too. But in the last 13 games, they've lost every game and given up at least 20 points. And they're the only team in NFL history to lose 13 consecutive games and lose and give up 20 points in each of those games. Listen, they haven't looked, they haven't even looked like they're close to doing something this whole. This whole year, the only time I felt like you actually have a shot here, kind of, is at the end of the Bucks game, and they blew that. Um, and that, I mean, and that was still like I wasn't convinced that they were going to drive the field and score, but it was like you're close enough to where you could win this game if you put together a nice drive in the two-minute drill, which obviously is not going to happen with Luke Getze calling plays because he's horrible. So I think the thing that the Bears need to do right now is you know Justin Fields is not the guy. Um, and they should, and that's coming from a guy who's a huge Justin Fields fan. Um, so you guys know I'm being serious about it. They should be playing Agent Bajent. And they, because, you know, Brock Purdy shifted the paradigm. If you get lucky and have a guy that, that shows out and can show that he can run because as bad as the play calling has been, Justin has still been missing wide open dudes. If Bajit comes in and, and hits wide open guys, maybe you have something. But I'm also not against them playing Justin Fields and letting him ride it out just so they know for sure that he's horrendous. Um, but the first thing first, you have to get rid of this coaching staff because Caleb Williams will not come to Chicago with this coaching staff. He's already said if it's a bad situation, he's not going to come. He'll stay in college for another year. If you have this coaching staff, that is the laughing stock of all of football. He's not coming. So if you're serious about getting a real quarterback, fire everyone and do it now. Real quick, I don't want to. I don't want to go too much longer. Who do you bring in if you fire? If you fire Flicks? Jim Harbaugh, baby. Jim Harbaugh, and that's coming from an Ohio State fan. That's got to be the only reason. Go, go Michigan. Right? I can't think of, of really anybody else that they would bring in. I mean, you could look at an older guy. I mean, I know last year they were talking about Jim Caldwell or 
Leslie Frazier, which is like neither one of those guys excite me, you know. But the thing is, is they gotta bring in somebody that that's I'm serious. That was that's how bad the Bears are. Okay, that is how bad the Chicago Bears are. Is those were the guys that they were looking at. Jim Just Caldwell. know everybody that that Jordan said yesterday or maybe today that the Bears should have never fired Lovey Smith. I. Okay. But can we not get into this? Yeah, we don't Please. need to get into this because we Please. can go through the list of coaches they've had Reese, since then. Reese, who do you think? Jim Harbaugh? It's, it's, it's got to be Harbaugh. And, I mean, who says he even leaves Michigan, right? But Right. But I think you got to try. I mean, honestly, I think you do. He's got head coaching experience, and he was good in the NFL. You know? Lincoln Riley. Hey, that would get, that'd get Caleb Williams here. Literally anybody. I, just want uh, I, think they, I think they got to have NFL experience personally. That's I do. I do too. I'm I'm tired of this. Like, let's bring in a head coach that has no head coaching experience. And that's the thing. I heard this the other day. Eberflus never had head coaching experience. What did he go out and do? He went and hired Luke Getze, who had never been an offensive coordinator. The highest he had ever been was a quarterback coach. He went out and got Allen Williams. Had never been a defensive coordinator before. All he and had been was a no secondary a defensive coordinator. Hey, I so, wouldn't be mad if we brought in Cliff Kingsbury. I'm just saying. Oh, my gosh. Please don't give me Cliff Kingsbury. If we – you know what we're going to do? We're going to fire Eberflus, and we're going to do the most Bears thing ever, and we're going to go get the next hot, you know, offensive superstar head coach, and he's going to be awful, and that's what we do. We go offense, defense, offense, defense, and they're never good. The only other guy, I will throw this because I thought this the other day, uh, that I would kind of be pretty interested in is Eric Bieniemy. No. There's a reason he's not a head coach. There's Locker something, room cancer. There's something there. I, I at, least he, at least he cares, dude. It doesn't he, matter. He's he coaching. should be a head coach. He should be a head coach, but he's not. There's He should have been a head coach the past nine years, but he hasn't been. He's interviewed with so many teams. Years. There's got to be a reason that he's not. I agree with you, and I, I'm not in the interview room, so I don't know. So if there's, I, that's why I said if I would not be opposed to you bringing him in for an interview. But, I mean, that's really the only other. That's really the only other guy I could think of right now. <laughs> Let's move on to something. Somehow that feels even more depressing. The playoff pulse with the Cubs. Oh, Lord. It's a faint. It's a faint pulse. Like, if the Cubs were goats, they'd be fainting goats. <laughs> like, they, the curse so, of the Billy Goat, fainting goats. So, since we last recorded, they blew a series to Pittsburgh. They won the first game, like, 197-2. to and then they lost the next two games, and it wasn't even really close. Then they swept the Rockies. So if you're like, okay, they're back, then they're going to play the Braves, who are resting everybody. So maybe you know, maybe we can sneak out a few games. Had the lead last night. Blew it. Had the lead tonight. Blew it. Jordan's playing hide-and-seek with his microphone. <laughs> And not only that, not only did you blow those games, your bullpen looks horrid. Stroman looks horrendous. You have airs everywhere all over the field. You're still scoring, but 
the other side of the ball is just not even close. You thought we were going to get Candelario and Alzali back this week. Um, did they? Did they Candyman's back. Candyman's back. Yeah, the thing about the Cubs, man, like you you blew that series against Pittsburgh, you swept the Rockies, and you're thinking, okay, cool, let's see what we can do with the Braves, and you come out, you get a six-run lead, and you're thinking, okay, if we can just get one here, that's amazing. You know, the Marlins are playing the Mets, the Mets are 7-3 to against the Marlins, you're thinking, if we can just get a win here, try to go into the last uh, series of the season either squared up or with a one-game lead, you're feeling okay about it, you know. Um, but then the Braves don't rest anybody because they're playing for the one seed, which is probably the only good thing that came out of tonight is the Braves won and they locked up the one seed. So maybe tomorrow we get a drunk a drunk lineup, you know, that's like everybody's resting. Um, but I doubt that because the Braves literally run out the same lineup every single game all of the time. So... Who knows? Um, it's sad because Jameson Tyon was good tonight. He was very good tonight. And the bullpen couldn't hold it. And there's literally nobody that David Ross can go to in that bullpen to get out that you feel comfortable bringing in. But that is David Ross's fault because he's a horrible bullpen manager. He does not know. Like, these guys, their arms are about to fall off. Why do you think every dude that, that was in the bullpen has gone on the I.L. with some forearm strength? Because David Ross has used them over and over and over again. And you could say it was because the Cubs were just trying to get back in this race and they just ran out of gas. The reality is he doesn't know how to use a bullpen. He It took him two months to figure out who to use, and then he overused the tar out of them. And he doesn't know how to trust anybody. He brought in Jose Quas like just constantly. He just brings in Quas. Former goes down. Okay, Quas is now the guy that he's going to bring in over and over and over again. Lighter looks terrible, just horrible. Merriweather has been, eh, like okay, not great, but he's been serviceable. But who are you going to have come in and close the game? So far, he's been trying to use Daniel Palencia. Who throws 100 miles an hour, but he can't get anybody out either. So I don't, I don't understand. I, I really don't get how we got into this situation, other than the fact that David Ross overused the same guys over and over and over and over again. He really missed Adbert Alzali to close out some of these games. The offense has been okay. the The thing that kills you the most is some of these stupid defensive errors. It's just like the ball, the guys are just missing fly balls. You had Cap in Colorado miss one, goes right in and out of his glove, next next batter, two-run homer. Dansby the other day at Wrigley, lazy pop fly into left field, falls out of his glove. Saya last night, which you can't really be too hard on Saya for how well he's played the last month and a half. We probably wouldn't even be competitive right now had it not been for Saya, but still, you got to make those plays, man. Even tonight, they had an error that almost cost him a run. And it was on a double play ball. Nico flips it over Dansby's head. Could have got out of the inning. And just throwing the ball around. Master Boney the other night against the Pirates. Throwing it right by the shortstop into right field. It's just ridiculous. So the Bears are done. Or the Bears. <laughs> That's how bad I feel <laughs> about the Cubs right now. I'm calling them the Bears. The Cubs are, are done, I think. I really do. I, I think they probably 
unless the Braves run out uh, a, a junkie lineup tomorrow. I think they probably lose to the Braves tomorrow. <coughs> and then you got to try to sweep the series in Milwaukee, and I just don't think that this bullpen is good enough to sweep anybody other than other than the Rockies, obviously. So, anyways, that's my rant. I'm I'm heartbroken, but I'm I'm finally ready to surrender it. Jay, where are you at with the Cubs, big man? That good. <laughs> that's how we feel. I mean, <clears throat> there's two there's there there's two schools of thought, right? They've over they've overperformed what people thought they were going to this year. So, like, you could be on that side of the spectrum and be like, oh, they actually played pretty decent this year. I actually did say they would be contending for the wild card, so they're right where I thought they'd be. Oh. I, I said, like, fourth or last in the central. So, like, from that spectrum, okay, sure. That, so, like, they're, they're better bullpen management away. I mean, that, that's the reality of what it is, right? Like, their they're, they're run differential is, like, they're, like, plus 100. Like, they, they can score. Like, their offense can score. It's just they don't have a bullpen. And, like, yeah, some of that's on – some of it's on Ross. Like, I'm, I'm not saying it's not. He overused people in the beginning of the season. But also, like, he wasn't entirely set up for success when it came to the beginning of the season. Like, he didn't have the players that he needed to – perform well on the back of the bullpen. The, that's just the reality. Now, even if they make the playoffs, I'm not like I I I mean like I think it would be great if they if they made the playoffs. Sweet, fantastic. But the reality is like they're they're not going to go anywhere. So it doesn't really matter. Uh because they can score but they can't pitch and you you got to be able to pitch in the playoffs. You got to be able to that's when it really comes down to pitching is the playoffs. And like they, like you, you, you can't be a powerful offense in the playoffs and win. you have to have a solid pitching staff in the playoffs. Right. They they just don't. Not only is their bullpen not clicking right now, their starting pitching is horrendous. Steel is, is not pitching as good as he was. He had, he had one really bad game. Yeah, he's not pitching as good as he was. <clears throat> Obviously, Stroh's just coming back from injury. He had one start. He didn't look good. Um, you know, just across the board, they have all these guys that they, you know, early on in the season to halfway through the season to right after the All-Star break. They're like, man, these guys are like, their starting lineup's looking good if they can figure out this bullpen. Yeah. Then they, then they figured out the bullpen, and then the bullpen fell apart, and then starting pitching is now – Right. Off. Well, and, I mean, kind of, kind of. I mean, Steele has not looked good. I mean, he look, I feel like he looks good yesterday. The last two starts before this, he had been pretty bad. Um, but Jordan Wicks has been a big bright spot. He has pitched really, really well. Um, and I mean, Tyone, you just never, you literally never know what you're going to get with Jameson Tyone. Tonight he had what was it, six innings, one run, and then. The other night, or he had a game against the Yankees where he went eight innings, like two hits or something like that. But you just never know. So, 
I don't know, man. The The bullpen is trash, though. That's all I know. I know they're not going to win because they can't beat anybody. They can't hold a lead. So, I mean, even if they make the playoffs, probably going to get embarrassed. The, by the only Brewers. thing that they have going for them if they make the playoffs is that the runner doesn't start on second and extras. <laughs> like, that, like, that's the reason they lose. <laughs> what? What? I'm serious. <laughs> I'm, I'm so confused at what, what, what's funny. I love how that's the one thing that you're like, that's the saving grace. <laughs> No, I'm the only just... thing they got going for them is the same no. thing they got going for them at the start of every game. No, I'm no, I'm just saying because in extra innings in the regular season, they're all like they're already down, like they have no pitching. So the fact that the runner is on second, like they always give up runs in the tenth inning. It's they just do. reality. They do. I'm saying in the playoffs because they can score. Right. That, that's what I'm trying to say. Like they can score. <laughs> they just got to get to extras, is they what you're just... saying. <laughs> well, you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's let's try and bring it back. Oh man. So the only hope they have. The only <laughs> hope is literally that <laughs> the runner doesn't start on second. Um <laughs> No, the only hope they have is that the Braves rest everyone tomorrow and that the Brewers play no one against them. That the Braves would rather play the Cubs than the Marlins, which I doubt that's what the Bra- uh, the Brewers, I'm sorry, I doubt that's what the Brewers want to do because they basically get to pick who they want to play. If they want to play the Cubs, they can run out whoever they want to and just try to let the Cubs win. If If they'd rather play the Marlins, they can go full strength and try to take a game or two, and that would obviously hurt the Cubs tremendously. So... The, the reason this one hurts so bad is because, the, like Jalen said, the expectations were lower to start the season. I was obviously very high on the Cubs. I said that they would win 87 games. The reality is is this team should have won 87 games. That's why it's so frustrating. Because you drop the series in Colorado. You drop the series at home against Pittsburgh. You sweep Colorado again, but in those those nine games, you only went five and four. You went one and six against the Diamondbacks. I mean, that's just horrible. You win three of those games, and you're in a comfortable position right now. So I think that's why it's so frustrating, is that this team should have done more. The reason the expectation was so low is because nobody projected Cody Bellinger to have a top-five MVP-type season, and he did. You know, so I just... I, I think that the Cubs have underachieved, honestly, in the grand scheme of things. You can say, like, from the beginning of the season what it should have been. But right now, where they were sitting at the beginning of September, this is a collapse. It's a, it's a failure. And it's a failure that David Ross should pay for. And it's one that Jed Hoyer should not get off easy for either. Because he didn't help David Ross in the bullpen at all. Didn't help him whatsoever. The fact that in the bullpen, you have Hayden Wazneski, you have Javier Assad, you have Drew Smiley, that you have three guys that literally start games for you 
as your bullpen pieces because you can't find anybody to get outs down there just tells you how bad it was. So Javier Assad makes me think of Carne Asada. You're weird. So I just I'm mad at Jed Hoyer. I'm mad at David Ross. And you feel for the Cubs offense because they've actually been that was supposed to be the area where they weren't good. And they've been really, really good on offense. And they just they can never hold the lead. So I think the only thing we can hope for at this point in the season is that Alzali comes back healthy, rested, and just goes on a tear at the end of games. And for whatever reason, the pitching just just clicks. I am excited. <clears throat> I am excited to talk about the offseason, though. Yeah. I really am. Because I, I think... Why? I think They're not going to do anything. I don't think that's true. Well, we I, we can we can get into the off season. Obviously, in the next couple of weeks, we'll get into the off season. But I I'm just I really am excited right about the prospects of of the, some of the guys that they could potentially get in the off season. We'll get into that after they don't make the postseason. Right. We'll get into that in four days. All right. So I haven't listed or uh, named the segment of anything we've we've done. So we did we did bear down. We did the playoff pulse. Now we're gonna do a good goat. Bad goat and scapegoat. Yeah, love it. So this will be, you know, your good goat. Obviously, it's pretty self-explanatory. If you're guy in the last week or team or whatever it is that, you know, kind of surprised you or is a good story. Bad goat is obviously someone that underachieved or um, a team that underachieved, and then your scapegoat is someone you feel like being unfairly blamed for whether their team's lost or you know whatever it may be. Jay, why don't we start with you? What's your good goat? I mean, it's got to be Tua and the Dolphins, right? It's got to be. 70 points, 700 yards of offense? Bro, unbelievable. Was it really 700 yards? Yeah, it was like 770. 726. Oh, my word, dude. That's video. That is outrageous. Well, I will follow suit because I was kind of going to go – that way, but I was going to go more specifically to Devon A. Chain, 18 carries, 203 yards. Actually, according yards. to uh, the Pat McAfee show, it's Devon A. Chan. A. Chan, I'm, I apologize. Devon A. Chan, yeah, no disrespect, yeah, my man. Yeah, 18 carries, 203 yards, 11.3 per carry, two TDs, 67-yard run. He also had four catches for 30 yards and another two touchdowns. Count them, LeBron, not one, not two, not three. Four touchdowns. Four tutties, baby. That's called taking advantage of an opportunity. So he's got to be the biggest winner out of this. And it's just yet another weapon that the Dolphins have on their team to absolutely destroy people. What about you, Reese? I'm going to go with someone that neither of you would. Reese is good at these. His last one was really good, too. I don't don't know that you're going to agree as much on this one. Justin Fields. Definitely not. If it's Justin Fields, we're shutting down the podcast and never recording again. We've just lost all credibility. Yeah, no. I'm going to go Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter has exceeded expectations, which I didn't know was possible. Let me just go get some salt. Not getting arrested recently or what are those? Not driving too fast. 
He's gone the speed limit. On the field. He is exceeding the speed limit. <laughs> Let's just go he, get some salt and just rub it in the wound. You he know? he joined a an Eagles team, you know, obviously coming off a, a fairly successful season. But the defense kind of got dismantled a little bit, and you really didn't know what to expect from that defense. And he has somehow almost made them better than they were last year. And I think for a guy that has that much pressure coming out of a draft to play this good to start a rookie season is is pretty wild. So that's that's got to be my good goat this week. Let's get on to your bad goat. Jordan, we'll start with you for the bad goat. This one brings me great pleasure. Lou Holtz, my man, putting up <laughs> bulletin board material. My guy, sitting there calling out Ohio State, acting like they are not a tough team, which they're not. I actually think that's a big criticism. That's true. <laughs> uh, Ryan Day, my man, uh, you were going nutso after that game, which is great. I'm happy Ohio State won. Obviously, it was a great game. It at least ended great. It was kind of boring for portions of it. Uh, but the defenses both played really well. But Ohio State, I, I think it's a relatively fair criticism. I just don't think it's a criticism that you can make the week of a big game when, honestly, Notre Dame hasn't beat anybody in a really long time. So um, to say and to say that they lost to Georgia because Georgia was tougher than them is dumb uh, because both teams put up 40-something points in that game. It was not because Georgia was tougher than them. It's because Ryan Day is not that great of a coach. Um, so I guess that's a little bit of a hot take there too, uh, from an Ohio state fan, but Lou Holtz, my man, you got to know, you cannot give bulletin board material to a top 10 team the week of the game and expect that to work out. Okay. So anyways, that is my bad goat. Jay, your bad goat brother. I feel like this is an obvious one to be honest with you. If you say Justin Fields, I'm going to punch you in the throat. My bad goat is Justin Fields. Right. Is Allen Williams. <laughs> hey, Allen Williams was my bear down guy last week. I said the guy I was lowest on was Allen Williams. So, <laughs> makes sense. All the bears are down right now. Kalen is really enjoying this. <laughs> no, uh, my actual bad goat. The Dallas Cowboys. Yikes. The you Dallas just took Reese's. Cowboys. I can tell by his face you just took Reese's. How in the world do you lose? I paid him. To the Arizona Cardinals, QB'd by none other than the lovely... Josh stops. Come on, man. How – not only do you lose, you look bad. Like, the Cardinals embarrass you when you have had two great weeks and everybody is getting high up on the Dallas Cowboys and they had to be reminding of the world. They had to remind the world of, hey, we actually aren't that good. We're still the Cowboys. 
We are still the Dallas Cowgirls. They they just keep proving Stephen A. Smith right. Bro. Like, that that team is the reason why Stephen A. Smith still has a job. Because that's the only thing he's constantly right about, is the Cowboys are going to Cowboy. Every single time. That's a good one. That is a good one. And although so, you, so good that Reese was going to say it too. Although <laughs> you took mine, I have one that might be even more obvious. Uh-oh. Justin Fields. <laughs> if he was a non-excluded answer from this segment, it definitely would be Justin Fields. We would have all said Justin Fields. Um, no, it's it's the boys over in Colorado. Oh, yeah. Making everything personal. Everything. 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 And, hey, listen, listen. I love getting up for a game when you feel like your team is underrated. I love, you know, trying to make bulletin board material. But that team? Doing it against that team? Yikes. Yikes. 42 to 6. 46. And it wasn't even that close. It wasn't even that close. We all knew that this Colorado team wasn't complete. Obviously, before the season. And then they lost Travis Hunter, who is. Come on, Dion. The only two way player in. I'd still take Dion over even close. 42 6. Here's the deal. That was my my game to watch last week. Oh, brutal. And. uh, I told Colorado, him. I tried, to, I tried to tell him, Jay. I tried to Colorado, tell him. Colorado <laughs> USC was my game to watch for this week before that. So that's out of the question. To six. I tried to tell Reese that that game wasn't going to be close. 42 to 6. I said Oregon would win because Bo Nix is underrated. Yeah, but Bo I said Nix. I said it would be at least a couple touchdowns. Like I said it was not going to be close. 42 to 6. Yeah, Colorado is definitely some pieces away. We knew that, though. I mean, everybody knew that. But, yeah. man, did you see the video Oregon posted of all the trash talk from Colorado? It was like Oregon was just like six. Oregon was just not even giving them any attention, man. And they, they were all business. And that's the thing, man. You can't do that to these good teams. You just can't. Well, like, you know, Shadur, like, tapping his watch before the game. It's like, dude. You can do that against Colorado yeah. State. Yeah. You go to you go to a right. school like or go to a school like Oregon. You can't you can't do that. Well, and that's the thing. That's why we knew they six, were going to bro. That's why you that's why you knew they were going to lose to Oregon because they struggled against Colorado State. Dude was so confident. Right? He came out and was like three touchdown underdog, 24 point 21 point <laughs> underdogs. I've never been that big of an underdog before. It's kind of ironic to me that that's a number that I wore. And then the dude proceeded to lose 42 to 6. Yeah. And you should have known they were in trouble, though, when they couldn't stop Colorado State. Dion even said it. 42 to 6. Yes. Dion even said it. Yes. They couldn't stop Colorado State, and he said that to his son, <laughs> which is an awesome interview, by the way. His son, I don't know if you guys heard about it, his son said to him going into overtime, hey, Dad, you're going to throw the – the defense out there first, and he goes, y'all ain't stopped nobody all night. Sit your butt down. I'm going to put your brother out there. That's what he said. And then you got to get run out the field. 42-6. Here's the thing. The, the, The game against Colorado State, you know, it goes back to the old cliche, good teams learn how to win over. 
So you can kind of justify that one by like, hey, look, it's a rivalry game. It's only the second game that this team has played together. You know, whatever happened, like, they pulled it out. You know, but 42 to 6. 42 to yeah. 6. That's rough. And listen, I don't think that it's close with Travis Hunter. No. But you knew for sure it wasn't going to be close without Travis Hunter. No. So. No. All right, scapegoat time. Scapegoat. Jay, we'll go back to you. Who's your scapegoat? Yeah, Who's the so, guy that you feel like is being unfairly blamed? Yeah, so I'm, I'm about to take a lot of heat for this, and I'm fully Please aware. Zach Wilson. No. <laughs> oh, jeez. Fully aware. Fully aware that I'm about to take a lot of heat for this. Uh, but I accept it. Kind of a person, more of a team. I hope this is okay. Yeah. The Denver Broncos. Listen, defense is awful. No, no question. Like, they're not as bad as the numbers say. They're really, truly not. They are eighth overall in yards per game. They're scoring at a pretty high clip. They have pretty mid. Turnover ratio in the NFL. But people are like coming at them like they're the Chicago Bears. And they're not like they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna figure it out. I'm not confident they're gonna figure it out and be good. They'll but I, I season, think they're they'll finish the season five hundred. They'll finish not in that division. Yep, they'll finish season five hundred. Five hundred miles away from five hundred. Mark my words. We'll mark him. My scapegoat is, but that's why it's a scapegoat. You know, somebody's being unfairly criticized. So that's a good, good one. My scapegoat is none other than Seiya Suzuki. People are criticized. He is being criticized for the error that he made that cost the, in the game, and now they're tied with the Miami Marlins in the wild card standings. Right. So, so what? Fault. The reason why he's being scapegoated by dumb people is we are all pretending like this series with the Braves should have mattered and that he is the reason why we are not going to make the playoffs because he didn't catch a fly ball in right field. When in reality, you're not going to make the playoffs because you're not good enough. The bullpen is bad. It gives up way too many home runs. The bullpen blew this. The team blew this far before they got to Atlanta. You blew it when you couldn't beat Colorado. You blew it when you went 1-6 and six against Arizona. Let's not pretend like one fly ball in right field decided the entire season as if you didn't have opportunities to win games all throughout the year that would have made this game not matter at all. Was it a bad error? Absolutely. Did it suck that it happened? For sure. Sorry, Bob. But is Seiya Suzuki the reason why we are not going to the playoffs? No. The guy's batting 349 with 12 homers and 35 RBIs in the last month. Month and a half or so, something like that. He's the only reason why this team has stayed close. He's the only guy that's been performing when Cody Bellinger has not been Cody Bellinger the last month or so. Dansby Swanson keeps leaving guys at third base. Christopher Morell, only letter in his alphabet is K. I mean, it's, it's re- by bias. It is ridiculous 
to blame Seiya Suzuki and pretend like he's the reason. I saw Jesse Rogers post an article basically titled, The Play That Will Go Down as the Reason the Cubs Didn't Make the Playoffs. And that's just irresponsible. It's just, you can say that about a playoff series. Come on, Jess. When the records reset in a playoff series and you lose a game because a guy drops fly ball, yeah, that could be the reason why you lose a series. But it's not the reason why this team didn't make the playoffs. Come on, Jess. Gotta be better. Jesse, you gotta be better, my man. I know you're listening. I know you're an avid listener of this podcast because of all of Jalen's good Cubs takes. Come on, Jess. But let's let up on Seiya Suzuki because he's been awesome. Reese. And if it were and if it were Ian Happ, nobody would have said anything. You know who we shouldn't let up on? Justin Fields. David Ross. Yes. Reese. <laughs> wow. Nailed it. Let's go. My scapegoat, since Jordan stole stole my scapegoat. Oh, wow. I well, Reese, Reese, we need to let you, you start going first. Because I no, no, no. This is good. This is goal. good. I'm sorry. I have a better scapegoat than Saya. Let's hear it. Curse of D Cousins. What'd you say, hey, bro? I could hear you because Jail was talking. Like, seriously, what did you say? Kirk Cousins. Bro, talk okay. about that. Go ahead. Talk about it. Talk about it. Jalen and I feel the same way about this. 1,075 so. yards, nine touchdowns, two interceptions, and they're 0-3. And did you see everybody, everybody is blaming him for the, the Vikings being 0-3. It is it. not his on, fault bro. that that no, defense it. is so bad. It is not... I want I want Kirk Cousins on the Bears. Listen, bro. The Jets need to trade for Kirk Cousins. And they go back to being one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. Kirk I Cousins agree. is a great quarterback. And people do not understand how good of a quarterback this man is. He has done nothing but put up great numbers Great touchdown-interception ratios. Yes, he struggles winning the big games. I'm not saying he doesn't. He does. However, but he at least gets you to a big gets game. Gets you to big games, and it's sometimes about the team. There's been some games that he's lost because of the team. There's been some games he's lost because of himself. Kirk Cousins is the man. You talk about that. You talk about that, boy. You talk about You like that, baby? You like that? You like that? Listen, Kirk Cousins, season-long pace. I saw this. He is this he's on pace right now for 6018 yards. 51 tutties, 9 interceptions and an 0 and 17 record. <laughs> Kirk Cousins has been balling. So I support your scapegoat. He hasn't had a season let me rephrase that. He's had one season since 2015 with under 4,000 yards. Dude can play. And that, that year he had 3,600 and he missed a game. So he could have been at 4,000 for every year for the last almost nine seasons. Yeah, there's so he talk, became. There's talk about uh, Shanahan picking him up in the offseason and letting Purdy sit underneath him for a couple years until he retires. Why? 
Because Kirk, Kirk and Shanahan go back. Purdy's never lost in the regular season, though. Yeah, no, I I get it, but they're they're talking like if they don't do something this year, right? Like like, I mean, the 49ers, they're gonna be good. For I a think while, but I, I think Purdy would have to play himself out of that. Like they're uh, he's he's I mean, not done. Shanahan and Kirk are they're tied together, right? Like they they were in Washington together. Like he tried to trade for him when he first went to San Francisco. He didn't like. I'm just saying that there's there is. I've seen some articles around that. Because he yeah. understands how good of a quarterback he is. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good one, Reese. Yeah, very good. Last last topic we'll get into, and we all better. Have we the said same this. Thing. We said this wasn't going to be an hour and a half. I know. I, I love it. It's stuff. okay. This was fun. This was fun. I did too. Last topic, and we all better have the same answer. If we don't, yes, we do. If we don't, USA. we're ending this. USA. USA. I on the ball. What are you watching in sports this week? The Ryder if it's Cup. not the Ryder Cup, you're kicked off the podcast. We're definitely not watching the Cubs this weekend. No. Jay, what are you watching Pretty this weekend? Do they have golf in Minnesota? <laughs> He's watching some ice hockey. Watching <laughs> the uh, the WNBA preseason WNBA preseason playoffs. ice hockey. Go Aces. Bobsled. Uh yeah, I mean uh, yeah, the Ryder Cup obviously. I'll have that on. Uh, but I'm actually intrigued. I mean, I, I'm watching the Ryder Cup. I'm also intrigued by the USC Colorado game. Why? Because I just want to see, right? Like, so we can finally see a college team hit a hundred points. I so you right? I you can see that Caleb Williams is that dude. To see if Colorado is actually that bad. I think they are, but I've seen teams get blown out and then they come back. So I I, I just want to see. I'm interested. Okay. Question. Truthfully, a couple other than the Ryder Cup, a couple college games. I'm not interested in seeing USC in Colorado. Not I think that's going to be a bigger blowout than I'm the interested Oregon in game. seeing the next Bears quarterback. Friday, yeah, there you go. Right. Friday night, there's uh, number ten versus number nineteen, Utah versus Oregon State. Which I'm going to lay. And if Cam Rising is back, Utah's way better team. <laughs> I wish everybody Cam could Rising. see how far away you. Cam, I wish everybody could see how far away you were from your. Mic Cam Rising you has a nice flow. He reminds me of the dark version of Sunshine, of Uncle Rico. Yeah, oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's who he reminds me of. <laughs> Tell me, Cam Rising's not Uncle Rico. Yikes! All right, so another game in college football that I'm very interested in. A team that I think is overrated, the Texas Longhorns. Oh, stop! Oh my, what? Play can play Kansas this overrated? Weekend. Overrated wow. because they literally jumped into the top Dude, five just because they here. beat You're Alabama. This is the worst. Al- oh my lord! Oh my. This is the worst Alabama team in how long? Stop it. And they they beat Alabama. Whoop de doo. Stop it. Oh, Whoop de doo. Ohio State. So, overrated. I think. I think Kansas upsets Texas this weekend. I really do. I really and I can't that's believe. a good take. Yeah, I really do. Believe. I cannot wait till we get back to this podcast yep. next week. Yep. And Kansas has. I really do believe that you're an idiot for saying that. That'll make Illinois well, you look a lot better. You can think though. that all you want. You can think that all you want, man. But I, I tell you this right now, Kansas has got a better chance of upsetting Texas than Colorado has of being within three touchdowns sure. of USC. I'm not saying Colorado's going to win. I'm not, I'm not, I, I, no, I didn't say they were going to win either. I said being within three touchdowns. <laughs> three tutties, baby. 
21. I've never been a 21-point underdog in my life. That's what that's what Coach Prime said. My secondary, that's, my that's, secondary that's game to watch. 2:30 on ABC. Yeah. What's your secondary game to watch? Tell us. Dolphins Bills. Bro, a good take. Good take. Are the Dolphins the greatest offense that we've seen in the NFL in our lifetime? I think we're three weeks in. <laughs> I, I think they could be, Is but I'm not. Tyreek Hill, the greatest right wide receiver in the NFL. Do you guys remember when, when he said that Tua is the most accurate quarterback that he's ever played with and people were like, yeah, yeah, right, whatever? Yeah, because the video came out the next day of Tua overthrowing him by like 45 right. yards. Tua missing him all hey, the bro, time. Dude was on to something, though. Right. Like, listen, dude I was think Tyreek yeah, Tyree makes Tua a much better Tua quarterback. Too. So, <laughs> right. So he's learning weeks. how to fall, though, so he should be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's good. And Zion's learning how to walk. <laughs> and Lonzo is coming to grips that he's never going to play in the NBA. Again. Never. No, Lonzo's coming back. He sent Stephen A a message. He he wobbled as he stood up and told Stephen, he's coming back, hey, man. He's coming back. Like you he's said, Stephen A back. is only right about one thing, and that is the Cowboys. Cowboys going to Cowboy. Doing cowboy things. Okay, another good college football game this week. Uh, the late window on Saturday night is Notre Dame Duke. Mm. Duke, good call. Duke has been Duke has been playing really well, and Notre Dame coming off that loss to Ohio State. Like, how will they respond? Like, this is a tough game to go on the road to after a tough loss. Like, that's a heartbreaking loss so, to think that you finally got a signature win, and then. Now you got to go on the road and play a Duke team that's played really, really good yeah. football. I, uh, I'm interested in. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be a good game. Uh, but I'm interested in the Sunday night football game between the New York. Jets. Is that the Bears? No, no. New York Jets no. and the Kansas City Chiefs, for the sole fact that the fact that the Jets are still saying. Zach Wilson is the answer. Like, give me a literal break. This has got to be the day that's the breaking point for the Jets. Yeah, they got to put in Trevor Simeon. So right? I'm they just signed Trevor to Simeon. see what happens because it could be another forty-one to ten conquering for the Chiefs. To be honest with you, so I'm I'm interested to see how all of that plays out. Solid, solid game tomorrow night too. In the Thursday night game, you get Packers and Lions. Yeah, so that's I mean, who would have thought the Lions trying to take over the division? Packers would be in first place in the NFC North three weeks in. Well, they started with the Bears, so everybody knew that was a dub. No, yeah, Bills, Bills, Dolphins, Bills, Dolphins is a good game. It's the best game of the weekend for sure. And last, last eye on the ball, Cardinals, Forty Niners. That's not interested you. Forty Niners are gonna win, dude. Brockley. Cardinals coming off the biggest upset yeah, of the season, Brockley's baby. He's going to pick them apart. I am underrated. Hey, underrated Joshua game. Can't even... Underrated game. Buccaneers Saints. Baker Mayfield, baby. Revenge tour. He's dude. I'm actually happy for Baker too. Like, hey, can you guys I name? Think... Can you guys name? This was in one of my uh, work today. The the last five Heisman Trophy winners. Let me try. Okay. Caleb Williams, okay. Baker Mayfield, 
I gotta Google it again. Keep going. Give me your. They're not in. They're, yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. in order. That's fine. But That's fine. Caleb Williams, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. Um. Jalen, no, yeah, no, Jalen Hurts didn't win it. Did Tua? I can't tell you. This is your guess. Stumped? Reese. I think Tua Reece, did. can you name him? No. I couldn't either. And Devontae Smith? No way to tell you. I, I couldn't do it. It's... Hang on, hang on. Hang on. Williams? Oh, hang on. Williams? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, hold all right, on. yeah. I'll give you. I'm trying to think of the. I'll Williams give you one last minute. year. Who who won it the year before? Williams, Williams was last year. Yep. Then you had Trevor Lawrence. Did he ever win a Heisman? Talking about last. No, he did So from 2018 last... to right now. Okay. Try to put. So that's not that's not Baker then. There's been Kyler Murray. Yeah. Yep. That's two. So Kyler and Caleb. Yep. They're not all QBs, right? There's there's a running back in can't tell you. You can't. Oh, I missed. I missed. I missed the one. I missed one. And I think you're gonna miss him too. Isn't it Devonta Smith? Yeah, that's the one I missed. Yeah, Devonta Smith. Yeah. yeah. You got. You got. Uh, so you got Williams, Smith, and Murray. You got two more. I don't think Jalen hurts one one. You're gonna kick yourself when you think of the ne- like these next two. Who's the number one draft pick that, uh, in 2020? Joe Burrow. Hey! Joe Burrow. Yep. There we go. What's the number five? This is kind of cheating. It's a team effort, but that's okay. I've got all of these so far with no this help. Was in, I've said all four of these so we were This was in one of my trainings today, and somebody was like, there's no way somebody can get all five of these, and I missed one of them. And I was like, I like stood up and I was like, "Oh, I I got all five. I was like super proud in front of like a hundred people." And I, yeah, it was very okay. So, so we got, got Joe Shiesty. Yep. Uh, Kyler Murray. Yep. Caleb Williams. Yep. Devonta Smith. Yep. You're gonna kick yourself. Ten seconds. Shut your dirty mouth. Hang on. Now I feel the pressure. Four, three, two. It's not Najee. Guess. Yeah. Najee. Najee. Who's that? I don't even know who that is. Najee Harris? Najee Harris? No. <laughs> okay, hang on. Just give me a second. Dude, this the people are getting bored. I don't care. The people are not getting bored. The people are trying to think of these two. If they listen for an hour if and a half. We have any live viewers on tonight. Go ahead and uh, uh, message in your answers. <laughs> right. Submit your answers into Restream. Um, Somebody's like yelling at their phone. If anybody's listening to this, right. like, it's him. It's right. him. Right. Dude. How awesome. Bryce Young. Hey. Yeah. Yep. There it is. I was like, dude, it's got to be a quarterback. Bravo. It's got to be a quarterback. Caleb Williams, yeah. Bryce Young, Devontae Smith, Joe Burrow, and Kyler Murray. Boom. 
Got it. Peace out. I'm out. I'm ending with that. I would drop my mic, but well, it was expensive. So I had one more thing I was going to say. Yeah, that's, sorry. Oh, yeah, I kind of derailed that. My bad. No, 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 you're good. College basketball starts in about a month and a half. Cannot, cannot wait to be disappointed by Illinois. And Connor Bedard is playing pretty soon, too. Who's our uh, who's our Chicago Bedard? Who's our uh, champion champion for NCAA this year? Who are we picking? The Kansas Jayhawks. That's yeah, pick. that's what everybody's saying. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's always that consensus, but you really don't know until like two or three. Weeks I'll probably ago. roll with Marquette again because they were my team last but year. But like, how good? good how good does Hunter Dickinson make that team? I absolutely despise that man. I do too, bro. I listen, but I do too. But, but he's good. But yeah, he makes that listen, team really so good. good, so good. He's like just even so though good. Kofi owned him every time they played. Yeah, I don't know if he'll be good in the NBA. I don't think he will. I think he's like like Frank Kaminsky. Honestly, I was like, literally about to say he literally <laughs> reminded me of Frank Kaminsky. Like bro, Sam Big, Decker, Big Frank was good. In college, Listen, like that, I don't, that I don't even. Team was good. I don't even know if it'll be that good. Uh but to be in honest. college, Hunter Dickinson's the man, and I hate to say it, but he's good. Yeah, yeah. Like it pains me to say that, because I don't want All to right. be good. So just so we write it down, I think the Bulls open up on October twenty fifth. Drew Holiday. Starting point guard for the Chicago Bulls. Opening night. Let's go. Bulls are going to get run off the gym floor. What's Illinois going to do this year? Be as bad as their football team. They're going to win the games that they shouldn't win and lose the games that they shouldn't win. What's the, what do we think the record is? Wow, like, profound. Like, like 21 and 10? No. Worse? I think worse. Really? 19-12. I do. I think like 19-12. We think they're going to the tournament? Um, If they win the big It'll be a 10 or 11 seed. Is this the end of the Underwood era? No. no. Illinois sports are wretched. Right. That's why I'm it, a goes all the way, it goes all I'm the way up to Chicago. Say, that's why I'm a 49ers fan, baby. Yeah. I switched to being a Colts fan the other day. I told my buddy. So they looked good last week without Anthony Richardson, but they looked good. Eight. Right, but Tony's Anthony Richardson looked Anthony Richardson looked good before he got his concussion. So <laughs> he did. I mean he, he did. He so was did Antonio converted. Brown, but we know how that went. <laughs> Yikes. Chandler Jones is, chiming uh, in. Right. <laughs> Vontez perfect to somewhere. <laughs> Say it, hey, bro. Hey, listen, I've had four concussions. I can I can speak with experience. Can you speak? Sometimes. Not all the time. There was an article that I read one time. <laughs> okay, can we end this you podcast know, so we can like, all just keep talking? It's going to be the longest podcast. It's like, where ever. did it all go wrong with Antonio Brown? <laughs> Like Vontez Perfect ended his career. Literally decapitated him Literally, on national dude. television. Like, 
That's what happened. Seriously. That's what happened. Honestly. This isn't funny. And like, it's we, not funny. It's awful. No, it's, it's not funny. Like, it's, it's awful. That's what happened. Because he can, like, completely change character, bro. Like, <laughs> completely changed. Like, it was just, like, he was just a cool, good teammate, a guy that worked hard. You know, never you never heard anything about him. And then all of a sudden, like, boom. He just becomes this biggest diva in the world. It is wild I, when you look at the similarities between some of those guys. Like, everything that Chandler Jones is saying right now is, like, everything that Antonio Brown was saying word for word when he was – Yeah, how, how have we not talked about teams. that? Yeah. If you have to say you're not crazy, you're crazy. If you say that you were put in a mental facility against your will. Bro, bro, have you guys watched Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez on Netflix? I have not. No, I, I'd rather not turn into a I don't think killer. so. Dude, you should. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Also, you should watch the documentary about the Tim Tebow Gators. Oh, I've heard that is good. It's good. Like, Urban Meyer is insane. Insane. Wild man. Dude. That's yeah. who Illinois should hire. I would take Lovey Smith back before I took Urban Meyer right now. Stop. Bro, he can... Urban he, Meyer is a terrible human being. He's a... He's a phenomenal football coach in college. He is, yeah. He was, he's like so do you want to win or do you want your athletes treated poorly? <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this is the goal to go. I want to win, baby. Give me Urban Meyer. <laughs> I think on. I think you just messed that up, dude. You said, "Do you want to win, or do you want your athletes to be treated poorly?" Like, so I think oh, if they win, they will be treated poorly. Do you want to win, or do you want your athletes to be good? Athletes to be treated and treated fairly. well. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> or do you want it to be treated poorly? I want to win, and I want my athletes to be treated really, really bad. That's what I Listen, want. Listen, Urban Meyer, King as coach. good of a coach as he is, is not worth the circles. He 100% is. You're no. wild for saying that. He's not. You are wild for saying that. That is not. the goal to go podcast. You can, catch <laughs> us at- <laughs> you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. I just want to say we were so good in on script the last podcast. We literally stuck to the script. And this Joe Schmo gets guest. on the podcast. Special guest. Everything gets messed up. Special. We said we're not going to go an hour and a half. We went an hour and 41 minutes. Special right guest. Oh, my word. Special something. You and Zach Wilson. <laughs> we'll be back next week on the Gold Field Podcast. <laughs> Give me Urban Meyer or give me death. <laughs> <laughs>